and welcome to Rebuild, Reconcile and Restore. I am your host, Bonola Nevondo. In life, we have so many relationships. We have mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, when we are born, aunts, uncles, grandparents, and cousins. And as we grow older, these relationships expand where we form friendships and we have work relationships, school relationships, you know, acquaintances and such. And in the end, we have a lover, someone that we fall in love with and we want to build a life with. And we will join in union as husband and wife. And from this union comes new relationships which is your children and your children will also expand these relationships by having your grandchildren and uh, in-laws bringing new relations through their in-laws our relationships are mostly supposed to be about love about kindness about respect about understanding each other and support about encouragement, about peace and healing each other. However, sadly in these days, relationships are not what God's intention was. Because of the fall of man and the evil that took over and the prince of this world is taking over every day and influencing us. And unfortunately, God cannot intervene in such things because of what? Free will. He will show us his love. He will guide us. He will protect us. He will do anything we need. However, he will never force you. You need to decide where you need to be, right? And God says, I am there when you um, lose your ways and then you come back. I will accept you. That's why Jesus Christ came and died for you, right? However, we forget to learn that the first relationship we were actually meant to have is with God. So the role of parents, before you teach your children relationships with anyone else, we are supposed to teach them about their relationship with God. Who is God, the true God? There are people who still sees God as the God in the Old Testament. That was a different God because he had not sent his son. He was trying to preserve us. He was trying to stop us from harming ourselves and destroying mankind because of how the, the, the children of Israelites used to act and behave. But he was patient because he knew it's because of the fall of man. He know, knows. He knew that it was because of the work of the devil. Right. That's why in Genesis, he says that when he punishes the man and the woman and the serpent, he says the my children will kick you. Right. They will kick you. They will kick your children and um, uh, um, with their heels. And when he speaks of that, he doesn't mean a serpent. He means Satan. And when he says Satan and his children, he means those that will do the will of the devil. Those that will not be doing the work of God, that will be influenced by the things of Satan. So those people, even though they were made in the image of God, 
they can still be the, the children of Satan. So he said that the son of man will come and kick you and your children with your heel, his heels, right? Um, sorry if I'm just quoting it, not word for word, but then it's all about uh, Jesus Christ coming and getting rid of what Satan did and defeating him once and for all. Remember that with what he did, sin was with man and the process of repentance was such a long process in the laws of Moses. In the laws of Moses, there were over 600 laws and it was not easy to keep them. But once the man fell, God didn't immediately introduce the laws. He was still near to men trying to guide men. However, however, sin kept on taking over and over and over. This free will was taking over. And even with the covenant with Abraham, God had not introduced the laws first. He was trying to form these covenants to show the love that he has. Now, when he came to the covenant with Moses, he had to introduce the laws because he was like, you know what, these kids of mine, they're going to end up killing each other to a point where or losing themselves to the demonic world to to the level that they will not be able to come back. So because he doesn't want us to be destroyed, he loves us, he had to bring the laws of Moses. And in the laws of Moses, he he was very uh, particular in what he spoke about because there were just too many things. That's why there's an eye for an eye. When you steal another man's ox, when you do whatever to another man's uh, slave, when you take more land, because those were the petty things that the Israelites were fighting about. So there was just a lot that he was like, okay, let me deal with each law, each wrongness, each thing. And even in those days, people used to want to know things in the future, but instead of seeking God more and Unfortunately, the Holy Spirit was not there and they didn't understand who God was. They turned to darkness. They they used to, uh, in Deuteronomy, it talks about um, that they, where God said, do not put your children in the, your sons and daughters in the fire. So men, because they, they didn't understand who God is and they didn't want more of God in God's way, they, they, they used to burn their children to sacrifice them so that they could be able to foretell the future. That's the only way they could foretell the future because the Holy Spirit was not there. So now, Men did not understand the relationship with God. They didn't know that when you ask God gives you, they didn't understand who God is, what are the desires of God. And God put those laws to try to save a man from himself or herself, you know. And as much as he did that, he chose who? His priests from the home of the house of Aaron from the Levi. He chose high priests and said they are the ones who will atone for men. They are the ones once a year they will allow men to bring gifts and sacrifice where they will atone for their sins, right? So you had to confess your sins. Imagine there's 600 and whatever sins and now you forget one what's going to happen. And it's not even about the people that they were being atoned for. It's the priest, the priest, the priest is the one that I really felt sorry for because imagine for your, the priest to go and offer the sacrifice and the gifts and, 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 and 
and atone for the sinners, he had to be pure. He had to be pure. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying out of the 600 and whatever laws, um, he had to confess whatever, whichever one he broke. So he had to make sure that he was so pure that when he gets in the presence of God, he must be sinless, right? And then he would be able to process, do, perform the, the ritual and, 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 and now get out and it was done. However, should the priest forget even one sin, he was going to die. They used to tie them with chains around their waist. I mean, with bells around the waist and a chain or, uh, 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 around him. So that if the chains, I'm, I mean, the bells were by his rope at the bottom so that when he walked, they will keep on going, ding, 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 you know. And when they stop, everyone knew, oh, well, he forgot one no sin or two. And then they would pull him out. And then the next priest will be chosen. So... People are still following some of the laws in the Old Testament because that's the type of God that they know. However, when Jesus came, he came to be a high priest because when he comes in the presence of God to atone for us, there was no way he was going to die because he was without sin. And also the sacrifice that was offered to God it had to be a lamb without blemish, without error, mistake, things that are not proper, whatever, certain size, certain whatever. It had to be perfect, 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 perfect. And that's who Jesus is, right? And also they had to give gifts. And then Jesus did what? He left us with the Holy Spirit and gave us gifts. You see? And the lambs that were chosen, one, the one that received all the sins of the person that is getting atoned, it was left to go to the wilderness where it would die and the sins are gone. That's the only way the sins could be forgotten. Even in the olden days, God forgave sins and forgotten them. So when they die with that lamb, it means sin is forgotten. It's gone. It's wiped away. It doesn't exist anymore. Now, that's why Jesus was taken out of the city of Jerusalem and went to be sacrificed and crucified outside because he was that lamb without blemish, nothing, right? No error, no mistake, no fault, nothing. Then he did what? He died. Now, these lambs that died never woke up. These lambs needed to be offered by the high priest. So Jesus as a high priest offered himself as a lamb and when he broke out the veil he said there will not be any need for another high priest because i am the last he was the last because unless the priest dies he cannot be replaced so he died then he woke up so he replaced himself that's so amazing. The word of God is so amazing. And I thank the Holy Spirit for the revelation because the Holy Spirit says, no, Jesus, he died. And after he died, he woke up to replace himself. So he was the high priest that died and he's the high priest that resurrected. That's why we don't call another high priest. That's why he's the last high priest because he is not dead. Now, people need to understand that what we need to confess and understand is not that Jesus was here. Yeah, we he was here. It's not that he performed miracle. No, yeah, okay. It's that he actually died as a priest and 
he woke up and replaced himself as a, a priest and until this day he is still standing as a as a priest so we don't need any more priests however people still go back to the old testament and take things there and bring them in the current life the current life all depends around jesus and his movement his ministry that's what we need to focus on yes god said a lot of things in the old testament and people still go to the one law two laws and i'm like uh what about the other 600 and you know and it's 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 so amazing that god said let me bring my son jesus in the form of a man to come and feel everything and fight and get rid of the devil when he woke up he defeated what death sin and sicknesses but some of us don't even know that right that's why nothing that you will do will shock god he just wants you to come back and repent and change your ways because if you don't change your ways you can never be his child you will still be the child of the devil that's what people don't understand so now Jesus came and did this and said, I'm cutting the veil so that there will not be a need for another priest. I am the priest. And whenever you sin, whenever you sin, Jesus intercedes and says, Father, I've been a human. I know the temptations. I know the challenges. So forgive them, Father, because it's not them. It's that sin that happened in Eden, right? That's him because he, God can never understand what it is to be like as a human because he never took a human form. But Jesus took that human form for him to intercede and speak on our behalf and say, no, father, I understand. Right. But then now he says, when, after we understand that and he understands that for us and we are forgiven, we need to accept his gifts. How do we get his gifts? We accept the Holy Spirit. We repent, we change our ways and we accept the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will come and, and change our hearts and help us. Then we get these gifts. So my beloved, it's worth everything that I've said. I wanted to show you that there's a type of a relationship that you're supposed to have with God. For you to be able to be the type of a believer or Christian that you need to be. These are the things that you need to understand. In Hebrews, it's talking about the old laws and the new laws, the old covenant and the new covenant, the old ways and the new ways. People are still holding on to the old ways and people still say that, no, this and that and the word of God said, but they send me back to Old Testament. I've spoken that I'm anointed with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And people sometimes still say the things that I do, they are rebuked in, 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 in the Old Testament. I'm like, yes, because the Holy Spirit was not there. And people don't even understand what they are saying. Because why? We don't know who we are in Christ. We don't know our relationship with God. That's why now we come back to our relation, physical relationship suffering. Because before we form a relationship with God and understand who God is and what he expects from us and what he will give us. We don't understand. We go form these relationships with men and we give men everything. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. When you seek the kingdom of God, it means you seek a relationship with him. You understand what type of a father he is and his characteristics and what is the truth about him. 
you start by wearing his armor because his armor is the one that will lead you to his kingdom. And once you've done that, you will now see the true God and not be told who God is, but the Holy Spirit will live in you and reveal to you who God is without anyone telling you, without someone explaining the Bible to you, the revelation in the Bible. There's different revelations from one scripture in the Bible, and it will keep changing because of the message that the Holy Spirit wants you to get at that time. That's why we need to read the same scriptures 20 times. Not at the same time, of course, but in our lifetime. Now, people don't understand the reason your marriage is suffering, the reason you and your siblings are not getting along, the reason you and your parents, your grandparents, everyone around you are not getting along. It's because the first relationship that matters, the one that's supposed to set us for all relationships, be an example for all relationships, teach us that test that is going to prepare us to understand everything, you know, is who? The relationship with God. Before you go to the uh, 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 profession world, the world of professionals, getting a job, a career, whatever, you need to go to university. Certain professions require you to go study a certain amount of years to learn the rules, to learn the way, to learn everything about this role. Let's talk about being a doctor. You cannot wake up and say, I want to be a doctor no matter what you do. You can't. You can't. You can't just decide and say, no, I'm ambitious. I'm great. I'm the best. You can say your affirmations. You can believe it, you can pray, but you won't be a doctor without following the process. Even if you pray hard and you ask God, you will still need to follow the process. The same applies with our earthly relationships. The requirement, the prerequisite is that you form a relationship with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then that's what will qualify you for good relationships in this world. As a doctor, you need to go to school how many years? Many years. Is it six or seven years? Seven years. After that, you're supposed to go complete your practicals as a student doctor. That also has a requirement of how long altogether. And Sorry, forgive my 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 um ignorance, but uh my lack of knowledge. The seven years could include the 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 student part as well. I believe it does. Now, when you finish, you are not done. You need to go to the boards of professions, the health board to write your board exams the council to write your board exams so that you are qualified, right? You are qualified. Yes, you did your practicals. Yes, you went to whatever, but you did everything. And now you need to be examined as to, do you know everything? Do you know what you studied? Do you understand? Can you apply it? Do you know the oath of being a doctor? Do you understand what it is to do the, the life, protecting life? Do you understand what the confidentiality means? Do you understand everything that pertains to being a doctor? Do you understand? And then you are uh, uh, tested on that. And you're, even when you write the board exam, it doesn't mean that you've passed. You still need to get your results. Then you get your license. Your license qualifies you to practice. But even when you practice, you can't say when you are a neurosurgeon, you want to go now do uh, uh, gynecology. No, 
<laughs> no. You see, there are restrictions. And if you want to go be a gynecologist, no one denies you to do that. But you need to go and do what is required to accomplish whatever that is required. And then you will need to go through the same thing and write a board exam and get qualified and get your license, which allows you to practice that as well. Our relationship with God is the same. We need to learn him who he is, have a relationship with God. Then through that, we need to go be in this internships or, 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 or practicals where we practice and we will fail, we'll make mistakes and we'll have a mentor. Who's our mentor? Who's our guide? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will teach you and show you how to do it. And once you are qualified and you are learning and you've passed, then the Holy Spirit will give you gifts. He will give you one gift, the gift of maybe, let's say, speaking in foreign tongues. Once you are there, you are qualified and you can speak in foreign tongues. But then there's more gifts. You need the gifts of prophecy. You can go ask. The Holy Spirit gives us in proportion. He's according to him. But if we ask and we give more of ourselves to him, he will give us more. All right. So now we need to understand why are we here? We need to understand who God is. We need to understand God as the God of Jesus, the one in the New Testament, not the God in the Old Testament who caused the flood to kill all life. God is not that God anymore. Even that time is who was the same God of love and patience and kindness. You know, he 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 still he could have wiped out human race and maybe created I don't know some creatures, but he preserved through Noah and his family. So he was still a God of love and compassion and mercy and grace. So we need to first start our relationship with God. We've still, we need to first teach our children to have a relationship with God and stop demanding our children to be loyal to us. They need to be loyal to God. They need to be able to stand up to us as parents as well and teach us that that is not right according to God. Our relationship with God will make us now know what type of a wife you should be according to God. What type of a husband you should be according to God. What type of an employee you should be. Some people go to work and do wrong things which the, God, the, the word of God speaks against. Because you don't know who God is. You don't understand your relationship with God. Who are you in God? People are suffering because they don't have their parents. That's what I see in my, 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 my profession, you know. And, and people are broken when they come through for guidance, for spiritual guidance. And I, I'll be like, you're holding on to the fact that your father didn't raise you, your mother didn't raise you, or whatever happened. Because they see themselves as these physical beings with this physical relationships but first we need to seek the kingdom of God which is in the spirit and our spirits need to activate and once they activate then we learn who God is and how we're supposed to be God will reveal more and more of himself to us and the more we learn God the more we make mistakes and the Holy Spirit corrects us and Jesus Christ says whatever mistake that you made give it to me confess it and you are forgiven and it is all gone then we will start being like God. Then we will be able to be good doctors that save lives. I said doctors, guys. Doctors are not for themselves. They save lives. You don't hear a doctor saying, no, I'm only going to, going to operate my family. 
No, I'm only going to operate myself. But that's what we do because we don't understand who God is and what our relationship is with God. People are here helping their families only. What about the kingdom of God? What about the kingdom of God that needs you to come help? God doesn't see us as his children based on our relation. We are his children based on being created by him. You know, so people sometimes think that, oh, I'm here for my family. I must be there for my family. What about the lost sheep? What if you catch all the lost sheep in your family, then what? Are you going to keep releasing them and catching them and releasing them and catching them? We have so much work to do that we must seek God so he can teach us how to fight this war, how to be like him. And once we've got these gifts and then we can fight the war and then we can get more of his children back. But we do not know. I deal with people that want to divorce. They're like, Bunola, I'm leaving this. I'm like, it's not your husband. It's a spiritual welfare. No, Bunola, I don't deserve this. I'm like, yes, you don't deserve it. And no one says you deserve it. Yes, it's painful. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it's unfair. But you have to give that man back to God and say, God, this is not the spirit that I ask for when I ask for a man. The spirit that is inside this man is demonic. But remember, do not see the splint in another person's eye and not the log in yours, right? It goes back to that. So when you go to God to pray for your husband and your wife, be careful because you are part of the problem, no matter how little the problem is. Our relationships are suffering because we do not learn who we are in God. If we change and become the people, not others but you i'm talking to you right now if you see god and know who you are in god and know your relationship with god and know that you are the branch jesus is the vine and know that there's a covenant in everything that we do god is part of our covenant as parents god is part of our covenant as mar in marriage God is there to help us raise our children, to help us be in marriage the enemy does not want this union and people are getting divorced, submitting to the will of the devil because they don't even see first evidence in Genesis. Adam and Eve, the purest of them all. What happened? Their union was about to be destroyed. God could have said, man and woman, you're not good for each other. Let me separate you. But he still kept them together. He still told them to multiply. You know, he still had a relationship with them. He could have been an, a mean God and said, get a divorce, but he didn't separate them because that's not God. He said it's not good to be for men to be alone. The same applies to a woman. But people think God will not fight for their marriage. And when I help people with their marriages, they say, but Bonolo, eh, I can't force him. Yes, you can't force him. The problem is that you think it's about you. You need to let God do what he knows. God knows tomorrow. Stop going and praying about your husband. Pray about your marriage. The marriage is a union. Your husband is not the union. The covenant is the marriage. It's not the who the person is. You are seeing that person's mistakes. You go to God about your marriage because you are part of the marriage. God must change you and God must do what he sees fit with his other child. But we want to have authority in people's lives and see what's wrong with them. 
Your marriage is falling apart because you have not gone to God and say, God, I surrender my marriage. I don't understand what is happening. I am part of the problem wherever I don't know. Please let me see what is wrong with me and teach me to change it. And God, I don't understand certain things about my partner, but I surrender that to you because I'm a person of flesh and I see wrong and I feel pain and I feel the hungry and fear and jealousy. Let me not be the one to make judgment. Let it be you. That is the first relationship we're supposed to have, my beloveds. So today, stop everything before you get a divorce, before you throw your child out of your house, before you tell your sister or your brother to go to hell, before you do anything and think whoever bewitched you, go learn the relationship with God. Because the relationship with God shows that what he created has no ways of doing anything that is not pure. But the son that lives in us is the one that is doing that. The spirit, the demon, when you're not wearing the armor of God, it hurts because you do not have protection. That's why the enemy will come to you. Some men and women have jealousy issues. It's that crack in you that is the, you're not wearing the breastplate of, 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 of righteousness. That's where the devil will attack. Because your, the breastplate protects your heart. But now what happens? That small idea, that small distrust and, and, and doubt and concerns that are negative are the ones that are going to give room for the devil to attack. And when you start having doubt and worry and fear, you are human, you will. What do you have to do, my beloved? Go back to God. When your siblings are offending you, your mother is offending you, whoever is offending you, your boss, whatever, go back to God. God, show me how to deal with this. Deal with me first. Don't say God. Stop praying for people. God, deal with whoever. Hey, you need dealing with. God, show me what I don't know. That's why when David sinned, he didn't say, hey, the woman tempted me. She, why, why did she bath in the naked? Like, obvious. I saw her. She should have closed the curtain. But he said, God, search my heart. Because for him to do that, there was something in his heart. It wasn't always there, but he came. We need to search our hearts. Everything that you do, you need to search your heart. So, my beloveds, please, today, when you start whatever relationship that you have an issue with, don't see the person see the spirit. Don't see the person see the demon. Because it's the work of the enemy. There's only one enemy. When you pray, pray for God to search you as well because you are seeing the problem and not the solution and you're not asking guidance. Right? And you ask God to change your heart and teach you how to pray and teach you how to deal with this. Don't deal with it your own way. When you pray, wait for God to answer. Don't go make your own decisions. But the ultimate thing that I'm saying is that let's stop everything and go learn how to be in a relationship with God. Because once we have practice and God doesn't take offense or anything, he couldn't be bothered, you know. He wouldn't be angry for you, at you or anything like that. But now we want to test our relationship with women, humans and humans are fragile. God is not fragile. Let's go back to God and test our relationships and learn our relationships with God. Then when we've perfected that, not even perfected. When we are doing well at that, we can now learn. We can now learn how to do it with humans. In the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, I bless you and I say have a beautiful day. Amen. Yeah.